0: Welcome everybody to Bridge Builders Communities Church Sermon Podcast. You are listening to one of our messages from our weekly gathering. We hope that you sit back and enjoy and be blessed. Not the usual bald man that speaks on Sunday morning. Now, this week, just such a well-known story in the Bible about the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. What a beautiful story. And as I studied it this week, I was like, Lord, give me new. I want some new information here that I haven't seen before. And uh, He just laid upon my heart some things that I want to discuss this morning that are just amazing. The Depth of his love, the depth of his grace, his compassion never ceases to amaze me. And I hope it never ceases to amaze you. So let's pray right now because I need it. All right. Lord, thank you for this time. Lord, as we study this story in your word I want to know your heart Jesus I want to know your heart and I want to share your heart with this group and I want this group this fellowship of believers to know your heart Lord show us how much you love show us how much you care Show us your patience, your peace, and your kindness. I thank you for this time together right now. Make your word come alive in our hearts, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Mark chapter 5. We're going to start reading at verse 22. Now, before I read, I want to just describe the moment. All right. Since we're not being filmed, I can move around. So, I want to describe the moment. The crowd had followed Jesus. They were pressing in on him. He got in a boat with his disciples, and they sailed across the Sea of Galilee to a place called the Gerasenes. They were over there, and then they came back. Mike will tell you all about it next week. So, They come back. The crowd is still there waiting for him. This is a time where Jesus is just laying hands on people right and left and performing miracles right and left. And people are just, they just can't wait. They can't get enough. So, the story of the woman who touched the hem of his garment is actually sandwiched within another story. So let's start with verse 22. Mark 5, verse 22. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up on seeing him, fell at his feet. I'm reading from the New American Standard, by the way. And implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him. And a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. A woman who had had a hemorrhage for twelve years and had endured much by the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch the garments, I will get well. Immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately Jesus, perceiving in himself the power proceeding from him, had gone forth, turned around in the crowd, and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciple said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you? And you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. This is such a beautiful story. Let's break it down. So we can finally, sometimes you got to take a story and crawl inside it. Look around, see what is happening. Number one, this woman had an affliction for 12 years. According to Leviticus 15, that made her unclean for 12 years. Not only was she unclean, but anybody she touched was unclean. Anything she touched was unclean. And, at the time, they felt that not only were you unclean, but this is a punishment. This woman was ostracized from society. She was a pariah. She was cast out. We can see there was no one to go to Jesus for her. There was no one. Jairus was able to go to Jesus for his daughter. There was no one. This woman couldn't even get near him. She wasn't supposed to be there in that crowd. She wasn't supposed to touch him, but she was desperate. That's why I love that word you gave today, Mike. Desperate. She was desperate. Jesus says your faith has made you well. Now her faith was a faith born of desperation. Absolute desperation. Twelve years at the hands of physicians. I'm sure some physicians were concerned and really wanted to help. Others just wanted to take her money. She spent all her money. Anybody here know the frustration of an illness? That you go to the doctor... And it just either gets worse or nothing happens. And you've spent money and time and resources and gone through tests, some painful, some not. And zero results. Chronic illness is a frustration that eats at your soul. I can tell you that from personal, personal experience. When I first got fibromyalgia back then, many doctors said, "Mm, I think it's in your head. That was their response because they didn't know how to treat it. So I know the personal frustration of chronic illness. I know the frustration of seeing doctor after doctor and getting no results. This woman felt... That she had to sneak into the crowd against the law of the time, against the, the uh, idea of, of being unclean. She felt that she had to sneak in and sneak a touch. See, she did not understand Jesus' nature, but her faith was directional and expectational. I don't know if those are actually words, but I am using them anyway. Directional and expectational. She did not know Jesus. She did not know his character. But she knew if she reached him and touched the hem of his garment, something was going to happen. Something was going to happen. The sad truth is this. Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? That's a hilarious line. All right? Because the disciples are like, what are you talking about? All right? There Many people touched Jesus that day. You realize that? He was in a throng of people. Many people bumped into him. Many. They got nothing. They got nothing. They were there to see a spectacle. They were there just to observe. They did not come there expecting something of themselves, desperate for a touch from Jesus. And I'm afraid uh, that we have people like that in church today. They just want to bump into Jesus. They bump in. They bump into Jesus. They see him doing things in other people's lives. They just kind of bump in. Yeah, let's go to church. That's good. All right. Football game. You know? When we have a heart of desperation. She had desperation because she was sick. Because nothing else worked. But we can have a desperation knowing that nothing else matters but that touch from Jesus. Nothing else matters. When you go to prayer, do you want a dynamic prayer life? Do you want an amazing prayer life where you just, when you're done praying, sometimes I'm done praying and I am absolutely exhausted. Not because I'm a standard for great praying. But because I read this line and I said, Lord, I want a touch from you. When I go to prayer, I say, I want a touch from you, Lord Jesus. Go to prayer expecting a touch from Jesus. Go to prayer expecting, expecting Him to touch your life and something will happen that is the foundation of a dynamic prayer life that is the foundation of a dynamic Christian life touching Jesus now this woman was suffering not only physically but she was suffering in shame you can tell by her response to Jesus when she drops on her knees, fearing and trembling. The shame. Many people they hide their sin because of shame. Many people are walking around with secret sin in their lives because the shame. She snuck in to that crowd she was sneaking in and there are people who are sneaking in in our lives do you ever feel like you're an imposter do you ever feel like I shouldn't be with these people these people are amazing and I'm, I'm a mess inside I've got sin in my life That I just am tired of. I've got sin that I can't get rid of. Paul says in Romans 7.15. For I do not understand my own actions. I do not do what I want. But I do the very thing I hate. Paul said that. One of the most amazing Christians of all time said that. Do you ever feel like an imposter? I really got that impression when I was reading this. Do you feel like a fake and a phony? Sometimes. I know I do. Oops. I know I do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't believe they made me an elder. (laughs) So, there's an answer. There's an answer for that. He turns around. She's healed. Now, I can't really speak to how healing works. She touched her garment. She was instantly healed. She just wanted to slink away. All right? She wanted to sneak up, touch the hem of his garment, and sneak away. Jesus, feeling the flow of healing power, leaving him, turns around. Who touched me? He knew exactly who touched him, by the way. Because he looked at her. He gave her a chance to speak. Because physical healing was not all there was for her that day. Physical healing was not all there was for her. He had so much more. You ever watch those commercials? And there's more. He had so much more for her. She drops to her knees, afraid, fearful, and confesses the whole story. Jesus doesn't stand there and go, I don't want to hear it. No, he listens. He listens to her confession. He listens to her story. You know why? Because he wanted to listen to her pain. He wanted to listen to her story. If you are a disciple, you are a listener. You listen to people's pain. The medical equipment ministry, I'll tell you, it's not just about handing out wheelchairs and walkers. We'll accept a wheelchair from someone whose mother had passed away. And Tom and I will sit there. And listen to the woman's pain. Because she loved her mother. A Christian listens. Jesus listens. A disciple is a listener. Now, here comes a part that is so exciting to me. So incredibly exciting. In 30, in 34, and he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Daughter. He calls her daughter. A disciple speaks relationship. A disciple does not speak rules and regulations. A disciple does not speak uh, this, uh, follow this five step plan to better living. A disciple speaks relationship, number one. We speak relationship with Jesus. Because that is what this is all about, this whole thing. Sometimes after a service, all I can think of is those fantastic gluten-free things that those ladies make. It's fantastic, with a cup of coffee is awesome. But this is about Relationship. Not only is it about relationship, remember, this story is sandwiched within another story. Jairus drops to his knees. He is his daughter's champion. He is his daughter's advocate. Jesus, please come to my house and heal my daughter. Jesus looks at this woman and says, daughter, he has become her champion. He has become her intercessor. If you are a Christian, Jesus has become your champion. Thank you for that. 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me. Just as Jarius was his daughter's champion, Jesus was this woman's champion. He became Her intercessor. Not only that, he says, daughter. He took ownership. He took ownership of that situation. She is now my responsibility. Remember, she confessed that she's unclean. you imagine the crowd? Oh my gosh, unclean. The lady's probably got the vapors. You know, people are all like upset. All right? And he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Be healed of your affliction. That word, go in peace, does not just mean a lack of hostility. That word, actually, that phrase, I read somewhere where that phrase actually can mean, go and live in peace. That word peace can also mean harmony. Go and live in harmony with God. Go and live with harmony with God. And be healed of your affliction. That word affliction, in my Bible, in uh, King James it says plague. It actually is a word mastic, which means whip or scourge. This condition has been a whip, a scourge on this woman's life. It has felt like punishment. Do you ever feel like punishment? Do you ever feel like, oh man, what do I do to deserve this? But Jesus says, go in peace, in harmony with God be healed of this scourge we are disciples of the most High God. He will be our father he, we will be sons and daughters to him. she was the only woman he called he actually called daughter anywhere I can find now. In Matthew, there was a paralyzed man on a uh, who was brought in on a stretcher. And he said, son, your sins are forgiven. We must speak relationship. Let us speak the words of relationship. Let us listen to the pain other people are in. And let us speak Jesus into their lives.